Welcome along to our first session here on Full Time. Want to send a shout out going out to our sponsors, Race Craig Motors. Of course, they're down there on Grey Street. First of all, we say a big uh, good morning, Morena, to Ra Walker. Kia ora, bro. Yeah, good day. Hello, boys, and uh, and a big bonjour to uh, JTO in the land of pizza. Before I think it was a uh, bonjour when he was in France. Now he's, he's all over the world. Indeed, he is. Also joining us from up there in Pairo from AUEFM, we have our man um, Rena Wilkinson. Morena, bro. Yeah, Morena, boys. Morena. Always good to be back on a full time on a Saturday morning. Indeed, it is. And we say a big. Buongiorno, going out to our men over there in Roma, I believe. Uh, kia ora there, JT. Yeah, buona sera, boys. I'm at a bar in Roma, uh, Italy, with some barman from the East Coast, and we've had a couple of beers and a couple of vinos, and we're having a great time, and it's lovely to be here. But I'll tell you what, boys, it's even lovelier to be on the show today. Indeed it is. Lovely also have you join us now you know uh, last weekend you were at a wedding i understand and it looked like a, a, a real nice uh, event over there why don't you tell us a little bit about it uh, jt well i'll tell you boys it was a, a quite a marvelous occasion the, the best man the, the groom and the groom's father got up and mentioned uh lois and i that was the fact that we traveled all the way from australia for this wedding so it was quite um you know well received and um uh, at the end of the, the end of the wedding, um, the, the, I was asked what were the differences or the similarities between the wedding in New Zealand. So there was two major differences. So what it is, boys, is they have a, a, the wedding ceremony. They have a few beers. They have a, they have a band for the first three or four hours. Mm-hmm. Then a DJ for four hours, and then they pull the guitar out for four hours. So by the time the, the uh, sing songs all finished, it's like six o'clock in the morning. So it was a, a great night. Wow! And the only thing the only was there was less speeches at the Irish wedding, and there was no fight. <laughs> oh, that's 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 a bit shocking. <laughs> so you obviously um, enjoyed yourself over there in Ireland. Uh, you know, I, I saw some great pictures that you were taking over there. There, um, JT. Oh, oh, let me just reinforce what I said last week. I've, I've been to a few countries in the world, but the two best ones are Jamaica and Ireland. The, the people in Ireland are just the absolute best. Uh, they just love people from New Zealand. If you ever get the chance, boys and I, Reno, Reno, you're looking to perhaps head in that direction yourself. And mm-hmm. Ireland is just a great, mate. They love, they love Kiwis, they love Maoris. There's a lot of similarities between the Maori uh, thoughts and feelings, perhaps towards oppression and colonialism. Mm-hmm. Some British and Irish are exactly the same. So uh, if you get the chance, head across there. Yeah, absolutely. And now you're uh, you're able to uh, head over to Rome, and you've got some great images on Facebook there. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about Rome itself? Yeah, so we went to Barcelona from uh, Ireland after Italy after, after the wedding, and we're, now we've been in Rome for two nights. We've just been out with some Pano from the East Coast, Argo mm-hmm. um, Solid, Tania Hunter, and a couple of others. So, look, we're having a great night here in Rome. It's always good to catch up with Fano from home. Absolutely. Uh, Rome is uh, a really historic city. We've seen lots mm. of exciting and you know, stuff that we've seen as kids growing up. And one of the ones that I really wanted to do was go to the Colosseum, which we did today. And we did a tour throughout there. And um, I just some of the stuff that we heard, and you know, it was 60,000 people baying for blood and all the stuff that you see on the, the, um, the yeah. movie Gladiator and Carry On, mate. It was just absolutely amazing. And I just can't speak highly enough of, um, of what it is to be 
walking in that place. Like I've heard people in the past saying, you know, it's, it's a tough sort of a place because of what happened there. You know, people were died, mm. people were killed. But in my opinion, boys, if you live that sort of life and you wrap yourself yeah. up in cotton wool, then you're not going to live. You're not living. Mm. So for me, it was always going to be one of those things that I wanted to do, I wanted to see. And, you know, I'm, I'm just so glad that I've been fortunate enough to go to the Colosseum today and, and, and visit down into the, the the bowels of the of the building and see where the lions and and various other creatures were held and the slaves and all everything else by and uh, look while it was sad it was also very very inspiring right awesome mm-hmm. awesome stuff there uh, jt so you know the the <laughs> coasties get all over the place hey eh? how did you happen to run into um uh to the whanau that you're uh, with at the moment um over there bro well, it's a good thing these days because social media and one of my friends, Margot Solid from Ruatoria, put a post up that she was heading towards, sorry, heading to Europe for the Netball World Cup of all things. Mm, mm. And her daughter, Paris, is her, so Paris's father, Eugene Mackey, is a cousin of mine. Fortunately, he's passed away. But anyway, so look, I said to her, look, we're going to be in Europe around the same time. Can we catch up? So we sort of um, mapped our, our itinerary up and so tonight was the only night we're going to catch up. Right. So here we are in Rome. We've had a, like I said, mate, I've got a few beers on board. <laughs> and I sent you guys a picture of how big the sign does. It's a whole 1.5 litre. And I'll my number six for those. So won't be long before I'm going to bed. But, uh, mate, get the chance to meet up with Pane from home, away from home. Mm. And even better, I met up with an uncle of mine, Sam Mahuika, who's lived in uh, the USA for since 1969. His wife works for the US... Um, Home, Homeland Security Department, right. and they had a chance in 2014 to come across to Rome and do a secondment for five years, so it was good to catch up with them yesterday. Cool. They had some good local knowledge, and we hung out, we drank some vino, and uh, as you do in Rome, and look, look mate, look, I said, it's just a great place, Europe in the middle of the summer, where else would you rather be? Absolutely. Well, you mentioned the uh, Nepal World Cup, and of course, and we're going to lead off with that. Now, we were able to uh, release our um, stuff about that on Wednesday. What did you think? I mean, because you were over, at, and at least you were over there in that area of the world. What was it yes. like for you, bro? What was we it like? We kept up in our room on Sunday afternoon local time, mm-hmm. but I've got some of the whanau. Well, actually, all of the whanau here were actually were there in Liverpool for the um, for the victory. And I can, I can, let's give us a hey. <laughs> <laughs> this part of the all the way across the Liverpool and they were there on the edge of their seat for the victory. Mm. Like, you know, and mate, it's a, it's a marvellous thing. Unfortunately, a, a week earlier, the Black Caps couldn't quite get the job done, but, you know, big ups to the Silver Ferns. I love Netball. My wife's a big Netball fan, so that's, that's probably why I love Netball so much. And if there's only one World Cup we win this year, I hope it's the Netball. <laughs> <laughs> awesome stuff there, JT. Now, uh, we, we certainly did talk about um, the Netball on um, on Wednesday, didn't we, Reno? Uh, one of the things I didn't realise, after doing a little bit of research, I, I discovered that the 1979 um, Silver Ferns uh, actually saw off the... Um, well, 2019 Silver Ferns on to their journey over there to um, to, to, to England, uh, which was a real nice sort of thing. It was just great for those uh, old old uh, 1979 um, Silver Ferns just to get together and gather together and, you know, reminisce about, um, you know, their victory uh, over there. Uh, I think it was in, in Jamaica. Um, 
So, yeah. so, so that was pretty awesome, eh, hey, um, Reno? Yeah, it is. Uh, you know, when you got that history, um, I think they worked it out from this win just gone on Monday. It had been 16 years prior to that, and prior to that, it had been 16 years before that. So let's hope we mm. don't wait another 16 mm. years. But when you address it like in 1979, uh, when they came out as well, uh, go back five years ago, my mum was there in 1974 when they played the World Cup um, over in Hawaii. And she still talks about that today right. and uh, reminisces on the uh, good times playing the netball over there. So, uh, yes, yeah, a lot of history there. And it's good to catch her mumsy the other day and talk to her about that stuff. And, yeah, she was emotional like everyone else was. And when you think of 1979 netball, nowhere near it is uh, today. Very different. Uh, didn't get paid, obviously. Very, very yeah. different. And uh, pleated skirts, I would guess, mate. But, um, yeah, now how it's all changed and uh, how things have turned around. And it's just good you remember that, you know. Yeah, that's cool stuff, eh? It's 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 just what sports made of. I know it is what sports made of. I mean, it's just you know it, it's endearing, um, and not just that, but I. This is how different it was. I think there were three winners of the World Cup back in nineteen seventy nine. If um my research, and I'm pretty yeah. sure I'm spot on with my research on that one, uh, is right. Um, so it was shared, uh, with the um with the Aussie team, and I think it was um, Trinidad-Tobago, if I remember correctly. Uh, but that was like 40 right. years ago, and, and, and it was just, you know, um, some of the legendary names like um, uh, Yvonne Willering and uh, Lois Muir, you know, uh, you know, uh, names that will be etched, I, I dare say, in netball history, eh, Reno? Oh, yeah, you can now add to that, I would guess, the name of Casey Kopua. Yes. Uh, that will be along with those uh, names, especially in 40 years' time, uh, with a lady who's uh, been through highs and lows throughout her netball career, and to sign off in Celine and World Cup like that, alongside with her friends Laura Langman, uh, Maria Falau, you know, and so many others, uh, Katrina Rodi, we spoke about, who uh, turned her whole life around the netball. Mm. But, yeah, now just, those are the uh, stories and the uh, memories. You're touching on something that's four decades ago. Yes. You know, when you think going forward, uh, you're going to hear the stories. You still still hear it today, your Sandra Edges, all those type of things. Uh, Margaret Martinga, Margaret yeah. Forsyth, uh, Rita Fatia-Lofa. Uh, the names just carry on with some of the uh, netballers, Tracy, uh, Tracy Olinolina stand in the back. But, yeah, the list just continues on, mate. It's it just good to see the celebration after what the Silverburns have done at Liverpool and winning. And uh, even better now to see that um, Sky is going to be jumping on board is the uh, sponsor who stepped oh, nice. up to do the winning bonus. $25,000 each uh, cool. the players will get. So uh, that's Sky pledging their contribution to what the Silver Ferns have done since um, Monday morning our time winning the World Cup. Uh, well, would it would have been awesome, especially where, where you were, eh, JT? Um, uh, were you able to get out and celebrate the uh, victory for uh, for the Silver Ferns um, on that day, bro? So it was fun in the afternoon, and we were a little bit uh, under the weather, but we went to a country pub in a place called uh, Kalani, which is in the south of Ireland. Right. Let me tell you, <coughs> excuse me, let me tell you, the further south you go in Ireland, the harder it is to understand it, but uh, on the TV, the never was playing, and uh, we were sitting next to this, like, one of the locals, and uh, I'm going to give my best impersonation of a southern Irishman. I don't know, 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 I don't I'm sitting there going, what, what are you talking about, mate? You know, we're, we're blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so, if you can make head or tail out of that, you're a better 
linguistic. Uh, <laughs> you've got better linguistic skills than I have. But see, look, look, tell you what, mate, it was absolutely. Uh, we raised the roof, my, my, myself and my wife Lois. She's, she's a massive netball fan, and even the Irish, because you know, was feeding Australia. So yeah. look, to win the netball cup, it's just a massive, massive achievement. There's three World Cups this year: the cricket, the netball, and the rugby. If you said to me before the start of the year, who was the least likely to win? I'd definitely say the netball. But yes. you know, big ups to Nolene Todua and uh, her crew, Debbie Fuller, used to be Debbie Matoy, mm. and all the fossils. Mm. Mate, I just, just can't speak wholly enough of what they've managed to achieve this year for netball New Zealand. It wasn't that long ago when New Zealand netball was losing to Malawi. Mm. I mean, boys, did you know that Malawi even played netball? <laughs> Not till they beat um not till they beat uh the, the Silver Ferns last year. Exactly. Had no idea, bro. Yeah. So mate, Nolan Todua should be cast in bronze. If she doesn't get the coach of the year in the New Zealand, whatever they call it, help How big? Award, yeah. I'll take out Aussie citizenship. <laughs> oh, what do you reckon about that? Aussie citizenship for um for uh, I don't think that you know, because honestly uh, no, even if even if Shag is able to win the World Cup, the Rugby World Cup, surely, eh, surely, the coach should go to the the coaching honours should go to Nobleen. Surely, shouldn't it, um, Reno? Oh, mate, where do you start? Um, you would think so, but you know the answer to it yeah. already. <laughs> Yeah, we all know the yeah. answer to it. Um, and he's bowing out on the high. If you can do the three-peat, and the record will speak for itself. Um, a lot of people would guess, especially netballers and uh, most netball fans, on heart, the reality of your answer to your question would be Nolene Toto with what mm. she's done with the Silver Ferns team in a short span of time and where she's come from, uh, didn't get through the interview process and such. But the bigger one is going to be the Rugby World Cup. But the first thing, mate, is... They've got to win the bloody thing first. Yes, exactly. That's very true. Now, what do you reckon, Ra? Uh, if Shag is able to win the World Cup, the Rugby World Cup, um, you reckon he'll get the, that Halberg Award, bro? Yeah, probably, Kathy. I mean, you know, he's three against one title. You know, it's sort of like uh, the, the odds are stacked in his favour. But I don't know, personally, I'd like to see Nolene take it just because of, you know, it's that um, triumph over adversity, you know, mm-hmm. they... They had to do it the hard road, and uh, I'm not saying that the All Blacks are going to have it easy, but you know, if you've really got a couple of world titles under your belt, as opposed to having none, um, I reckon maybe the ones who had nothing should get something. Um, I don't know, but yeah, in, this, in our rugby league country, uh, I think uh, the rugby boys will probably... Uh, More than likely. If, yeah, yeah they still got to do it, though, eh, Reno? Yeah. Um, what, <clears throat> now, let, let's go back just, well, back to... Uh, uh, we'll, we'll, 2003, which was when the last time that um, uh, New Zealand won the uh, uh, World Cup. Now, I remember quite distinctly, this was the biggest thing. I remember, um, what's your name? Timapara George, Areno. She she was, um, uh, I don't know, was she Sinbind or something? She was sent off in a final in the um, Nepal World Cup. First time probably ever. Um, that is one of the things that I remember from that particular World Cup. Uh, do you, you must remember that two-way, um, Reno. Yeah, yeah, I do remember it really well. Um, yeah, and that was one of the telling moments of that and the turn things around at that tournament uh, to win that and come home with it. 
And I can't remember the ticker tape parade going up to Auckland uh, at the Altair Square when they all arrived and came out. And uh, Timapara was much one of the hottest Māori girls going mm. around in 2003. Mm-hmm. And she was like a little Miss Universe student walking out there on the catwalk to uh, walk out the trophy because she knew uh, there were a few things that kind of could have turned that final round. I was good. To, it was good to catch up with uh, the coach who I knew very well as well, uh, Ruth Aiken. Yeah. Pidal lady and still here in town now. And I caught up with Ruth on uh, Monday after the Silver cool. Ferns had uh, won that World Cup because she was a coach previously uh, 16 years ago when they did win it. And the Pidal Nipple Centre still has a massive mould of the uh, World Cup trophy down there. Um, but yeah, no, it was just huge. And yeah, she she touched on that moment actually, Keithy. Yeah. And just tells you, uh, but she had so much admiration for Nolene. Yeah. Uh, just, yeah, with what she's done, the accolades have come through. And it will be interesting, like she said, to see where Nolene goes forward uh, with Netball New Zealand. But yeah, you know, those that's a long time, mate, 16 years. What was yeah. the Rugby World Cup? 87 to, what was that, like bloody 20 years or something? 20 odd years? 24, probably. 22, yeah, maybe. Yeah, so it's a long time. It's between, a long time. It's a long time between drinks. Dang, what, 2011, eh? Yeah. 2011. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, celebrate and save the moment. But yeah, I do remember that. I, oh, yeah. I was like you, Keithy. We were both in love with Timapara. <laughs> True that. Um, JT, do you remember much of the uh, 2003 uh, World Cup at all? Can mate, because there was lots of uh, rugby league players playing for Australia. Everyone was saying, "Look, ah, rah, rah, the All Blacks will run rough shot, this and that." Rah, rah. So they had Matt Rogers, they had Wendell Saylor, <laughs> and they had uh, the other fellow, Lossie Zakiri. Mm-hmm. So they came out and made the final, and they just just fell short. But I remember being in New Zealand at the time, and there was a big wave of depression hit the country. I think it was the only one smiling, boys, for some reason. <laughs> 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 right. <laughs> thanks, thanks for that memory. I teed up a game of golf with my grandmother. My grandmother is a staunch rugby All Black supporter, mm-hmm. and myself, myself, you know, I've two hoots about rugby. But I remember going to the golf course and saying, "Yeah, go Aussie, 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 Aussie." Because, because typically, typically of New Zealand media, they. They pumped up, you know, the, the leaguey boys won't do anything, rah, rah, rah. And correct me if I'm wrong, I think out of the three leagueys, and I'm saying Matt Rogers, Wendell Saylor, and Lottie Zakiri, I'm pretty sure two of them scored tries in that game. So, look, yeah. you know, it is what it is. I'm sitting here with a bunch of uh, rugby fans from the East Coast, and I'm, I'm trying to be as polite as I can, but, you know, viva la league. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, JT. <laughs> Only you would switch from netball to rugby league just to, at a blink of an eye, eh? Uh, I'll tell you what, oh, though. I'm sorry about netball. <laughs> yes, we would. I, I do remember that. It was in Jamaica. The World Cup in 2003 yes. was in Jamaica. And I remember it because we won. And I remember, um, geez, what's the, the midcourt's name? Uh, Timapara uh, George? Timapata George got sent off for but Vin in two thousand and three World Cup final against yes. Australia. Yes. I remember I remember Timapata Clark, sorry. I remember I remember cheering hard out and then oh, we were supposed to go back to, to work but I remember getting in trouble because I stayed behind to watch the netball because look, you know, Australia had won in ninety nine, they won the Commonwealth Games medal, gold medal. So two thousand and three was a big chance for redemption. 
and yes. So sorry, boys. Sorry for bringing up rugby, but yes, <laughs> in Jamaica, New Zealand won the world title. I know. It was one hell of a game. I just can remember, um, yeah, when, when Timmy Potter got sent off and boy because she was just fired up throughout that game wasn't she um uh, uh reno she was just so super fired up and then she got sent off she got sent off and boy i remember the jamaican crowd then they were just on the refs like anything there were booze throughout the whole stadium then she came back on and boy did she rip um you know <laughs> really rip into aussie uh didn't she um reno yeah, yeah, and that's what we remember. You know, we still talk about it now, mate, 16 years later, and mm. that's what she'll be remembered for. And whether it was uh, Timopata Clark, George Bailey, or whatever she is now, um, I think it was Clark back then. But, yeah, yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's something that will go down. Um, even if she was to write an autobiography, it would feature that moment heavily, especially in that World Cup, and especially the highlight, which tops it off, is uh, winning that trophy in Jamaica yes. and coming back home. So savor those moments, mate. There's very few and far when you win something like that. No, that's very true. That's very true indeed. Now, I'm not sure if you remember that particular um, Netball World Cup there, uh, yourself there, Al? No, no, I can't say I would keep going. I think I, I, I do, um, you know, remember smidgens, but not, not in its entirety. Uh, yeah, me and Netball, I'm not too familiar with the game itself. Um, but, uh, no, you know, um, I think uh, now that our girls are in the in the limelight, I reckon they need that... Uh, exposure. Oh, well, uh, now that Sky's on board, they'll probably get that exposure there, eh, Rena? Or at least a bit yeah, more Yeah, i say of it. so. I think things will grow. I think the expectations, too, you know, the next time they're going to meet the Australian Diamonds or the England Roses team, uh, the expectations from us now as a country, now they've secured the World Cup, is going to be huge. Uh, just hope they can deliver because from here upwards, it's uh, going to be hard slog. You know, they went down one uh, a couple of games prior to their final beat the English Roses by two, and then uh, beat the Aussies, got them back by one, so they learnt something. The reality of this win, too, is uh, on back-to-back games. You know, you played England the night before. That was a hard-out game, yeah, mate. That and then was you got back up the next night, yeah. next day, for the final. Yeah, I know. So they did it the tough way. All yeah. the teams, not just they, the Silver yes, Teams, exactly. all the teams. Exactly. No, well, I, I, saw the, um, I saw the replay of the South Africa-Australia game, and I tell you what, that was a tough game too. And I saw just how much pressure the Aussies put on the South Africans. They put a heck of a lot of um, pressure on the South Africans. When I was watching that game, I was thinking, gosh, because it was the day before, I think, um, uh, the final. And uh, I was thinking, wow, this is going to be a real tough game for for the for our Kiwi girls. And boy, was it what. Yeah. But that South African team, man, they uh, <laughs> even they did really, really well. Um, quite frankly, uh, was one heck of a that was one heck of a game um, in that semi final against Australia, and they were only two points off the pace. Um, the arena, great game. Yeah, yeah, and that's I think that's was that's the key to that whole tournament being back to back games. Uh, the girls are in everyone's frame of mind was great in nipple, and they knew what they had to work on. Not had to wait like two, three, or four days, and then come back and kind of gel together. So. Um, Kind of worked in one favour, especially for our favour, obviously. And, and, you know, to uh, the credit of um, South Africa, worked in their favour as well. Didn't yep. work that well for the home team. Mm. But you take a look at the other smaller nations, like your Trinidad and Tobago's, uh, all these other little teams that had some pretty decent wins, you know, they, mm. uh, in their tier section as well. So uh, 
it's not a bad thing. It's, it sounds like it's a tough, well, it, is, it will be tough, but um, it looks like it works out well. And, mate, that's pretty good going, X amount of games over so many days. Yeah, absolutely. Ten days, man. Wow. Anyway, we're going to go to a break. We'll be back with more full time right after this. On behalf of the full timers, I would just like to say big thanks to Joachim Currid, who brings us our music intro. Check him out on joachimcurrid.com. He's also on YouTube, Twitter, SoundCloud, Bandcamp, Spotify. Instagram and follow him on Facebook. Another big thanks goes out to Silent Partner who brings us our outro. Check out their music on YouTube. And also thanks must go to the Polish Ambassador for the backing music for this promo. Check out the Polish Ambassador on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, Beatport, Instagram, Twitter and on his website thepolishambassador.com You're listening to a podcast produced by Turangi FM number one iwi radio station in Aotearoa We play each full-time session on Turangi FM Saturday mornings at 10am you can listen in live on our Turangi FM media page. Just click the main Turangi FM logo to tune in online. Or if you're in the Gisborne area, we're on the radio frequencies 91.7, 95.7 and 98.1. Also check out the full-time Facebook page where you can listen to the podcast again. Make comments and click links that will lead you to other ways to listen to the podcast, such as Spreaker, iTunes, SoundCloud, Twitter, YouTube, Podchaser and Tumblr. Right, let's get back to the fools on Full Time. Welcome along to the second session here on Full Time. I want to send another shout out. Going out, of course, to our sponsors, Ray Scrag Motors. They're down there on Grey Street. Now, let's turn our attentions to a bit of um, NRL action, of course. Uh, boy, I tell you what, hey, Reno, there's been some great games over the well last couple of nights, um, for sure, haven't there? Yeah, well, when you take a look at the points, mate, it's only a couple of points that uh, break the differences between the uh, last three games. Thursday night, uh, Sean Johnson got accredited for uh, getting the Sharkies home to win 16-14. A couple of crucial passes for mm. SJ and uh, saw the boys win there. The Sharks have a win. Uh, then you move on through to the Knights. This game could have gone either way. Benji Marshall, what a try he got as well. Uh, Kalen Punga, that kid's just magic on feet. Yes. But, um West Tigers sneaked the win there um, by two points, 28-26. Not good news for uh, former Warrior Ben Matolino. Uh, it does sound like it could be an early retirement for uh, Big Ben uh, after succumbing to a major knee injury, and it doesn't look like he's going to return back to the footy field, which is pretty sad news for the young guy. Uh, then last night, the Rabbitohs, uh, right on the fringe, uh, get out of jail, card yeah. comes in here, gets the uh, winning try because the Dragons have it over the Rabbits, and... Um, the Rabbits win 20-16. to 16. Uh, Game this afternoon at the new Paris Stadium. 
I don't think um, uh, Ferguson, Blake Ferguson is playing for the Eels today. There's a bit of contribution going on there. Uh, sounds like the Eels have signed up uh, Sammy Radradra back for a million dollars a season. But the Warriors, um, they need these two points. Uh, will be a tough one there. Looks like um, Harris DeVita is going to play as well. Sounds like Cody Mukaruma is ruled out of the Warriors game. So uh, that should be a good game this afternoon. You got the Titans Broncos, mate. Uh, you got JT's big game. He's looking forward to the Storm Sea Eagles, the Doggies Roosters, Panthers in Raiders. Now the Sharks game, because I was actually able to watch a little bit of it. Now there was a lot of pressure, and uh, over the last few weeks, there's been a lot of pressure on Sean Johnson, hasn't there, for him to perform? And I, I guess he he really did step up um, on uh, Thursday night, eh? Yeah, he did. And uh, you saw Morris talk about it at the uh, end of the media conference. So, um, yeah, overall, SJ had to do it. He knew he was heading down to reserve grade. And, of course, I had to step it up because his wife, while his fiance, Kayla, signed for the uh, New South Wales Swifts netball team. So she's got a contract there now, and he's trying to pull it all out because they're pretty well basing themselves there, settling up. And it's just good to see him finally play a good game. And I think things for Sharks fans are happy to see him come out there running. Anyone know the Cowboys? Cowboys haven't been going too bad of recent, so that's a good win for the Sharkies. Uh, great win from the Tigers, also. Um, but it was interesting. I think um, Kalen Ponga got. Um, did he get? Uh, what do you call it? Yellow carded, or he got? He went sent. He was sent to the sin bin at the, near the end of the game, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he was. He was. But uh, man, how good is that kid? Honestly, oh, that try. Good. Hey, I mean, how many it's twinkle? Like magic. It's... Oh. It was just unreal. Uh, yeah, boy. Tell you what, it was one heck of a try. He he certainly is magic. Um, will there be a bit of concern with that um, sin binning, though? Because, uh, honestly, it didn't look like there was too much in it. But, you know. Nah, nah not not much in it, mate. Not much in it. No, I don't think there'll be much. I'm guessing he'll be back out next week um, for the Knights to take on the Seagulls. So, yeah, no, it should be all good. Rabbitohs, Dragons, and <laughs> what? Well, um, one of the funniest things I have ever seen <laughs> was that. What was he thinking? I don't know. That was just hilarious. He got the ball behind. You know, he needed a drop out from from behind his yeah. goal line. And it goes and hits the, the player coming towards him. Uh, was it Ben Hunt? Ben Hunt did that, didn't he? Yeah, Ben Hunt, yeah. Um, yeah he drop kicked into his own player coming towards him. And went back like, what? The coaching, the management, everyone, the, the camera went out there and they looked in and everyone else looking, what the hell? That's not even a brain explosion. I'm thinking to myself, I mean, that was just hilarious, wasn't it, um, Reno? Just hilarious. How do you do something like that? Boy, did he lose something or what, man? Oh, that was just uh, hilarious, quite frankly. What do you do, you reckon, Reno? Oh, man, I don't even know if he'd be playing me too. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. Well, I don't even know what why he was thinking or why he did it. It didn't even take a knock to the head to make him do something stupid like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. I don't know. I don't know. They'll go down in one of those minty moments. Oh, I mean, because he. I don't know whether he wasn't even looking up. He just saw the board, decided to kick it, and kicked it straight into his teammate. Ah, oh, the just just was 
one of the funniest things I've seen in a, in a, in a rugby game or a rugby league game ever. But they call uh, entertainment value, Keith. I suppose uh, you so. Know, those leagueies there, they're capable of anything, those leagueies. <laughs> I, I guess you're right. But his player was running back to get yeah. out of the line where he's going to drop it. And he dropped it straight in them. <laughs> It was oh man, um, it, that's all over Facebook. <laughs> hey, that's all over Facebook. I tell you what, I tell you what was all over Facebook was Matt Moylan being interviewed by Brady Fitler in the old f bomb come out in the interview. Oh, true. Live on TV. Yeah, they came out nice, nice. They're talking to Josh Dugan and then uh, Josh Dugan, and they're talking about um. Uh, Gordon Tellis said he should retire. He's done his dash, you mm. know. He was yapping away about it, and then he popped out to Matt Moylan, who makes like nearly eighty thousand a game, or something. It was a big, big price anyway. And on Moylan told Brady put the way to go. Yeah, and he forgot he was on live TV. Yeah, the old F bomb. Yeah, big yeah. So it's been a fun week. It's been a okay. fun week. <laughs> so far, and it's not even over yet uh, this weekend. Well, we still got to get through the Warriors yes. this afternoon. Yes. What the hell are they going to do? Uh, well, honestly, on this one, I don't mind if we lose. I mean, I know the Eels are are, are, are well away. Uh, you know, are well up there at the moment. I don't mind if we lose this one because we're expected to. Well, I don't know if we're expected to win, but I don't mind if we lose this one. But we definitely, this is my opinion anyway, we're definitely going to win the next one. But we might even win this one. So, yeah, it's going to be a tough one for the Warriors, eh? In fact, it's a well, tough run. Be against the Eels. And hey, yeah. next week, mate, it's against the Raiders yeah. on a Friday night, too. Mm. So it doesn't get any easier the rest of the uh, trip through. But, oh, it's what it is. We'll see what happens. But I know JT's hanging out. Uh, he's much sure dropping back a few ales. Uh, the Storm and Sea Eagles, eh, JT? What do you reckon, JT? Yeah, look, we're pretty comfortable with the minor premiership, boys, but the minor premiership means yeah. nothing. I mean, you can ask me who won the last 20 grand finals. Yeah. And I'll answer. If you ask me who won the last 20 premiership, minor premierships, I'll struggle. So, yes, same. We're in a good position about that, and I think the Warriors probably won't make the eight, to be fair. And uh, look, mate. It's just, uh, we're counting down towards the end of the season, and we're here in Rome. We had a few beers on board, and we're celebrating the Silver Fern. (laughs) 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 Go from Rugby League back to netball. (laughs) Sorry, boys. Like I said, I've had a couple of beers. I've had had, how many beers? I've had about maybe four or five of these big fellas, and so look, look. You're holding up we're, well. We're our holiday was Lois and I off to Venice tomorrow on a train. She'll probably push me in the water in Venice off a gondola. <laughs> or try and do a Manu or a staple or a Brom. But uh, look, 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 so, like I said, look, we had a great time and it's also awesome to be part of the show and share it with, with both of our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Looking forward to getting back on board next week with some serious rugby league corridor because rugby league is the people's game. <laughs> Indeed. Now, what's interesting though, eh, um, uh, Reno, is that the Broncos, the Broncos themselves, they're pretty much in the same boat at the moment that the Warriors are. You know, they they need some major wins um, uh, coming up to to be able to get into the eight, don't they? Oh, yeah, there's a whole lot of teams. I'm guessing there's a, you could put a circle around four or five teams mm. at the moment who could just be True. on the fringe of their top eight. Uh, you take a look at, I think it's um, the Tigers. I think they're just one point ahead of the Warriors at the moment. So 
that uh, draw that one point might be the difference overall. But yeah, yeah, it's uh, you know, kind of like JTC at uh, week 19, and it goes to week 25. Then we look at the uh, final scenario, uh, which will be October, early October is the big grand final, so the GF. Um, but yeah, you could circle a whole bunch of teams. Uh, these vital two points, like you say, if the Warriors want to make it, they've got to win, win, win. Not yes. lose, lose, lose. Yes, mate. yes, yeah. yes. It's yeah. the only way you can do it, and that's, and that's the same focus on all those With the other Broncos. Teams. Yep, yep. True that. Yep. True that. The Storm. Now, your Storm. They're going to be playing the Sea Eagles um, uh, later on tonight. There, uh, JT. <coughs> what do you reckon, bro? Yeah, always a tough game for the Storm against Manly, mate, because uh, Manly, some for some reason, seem to aim up against us. But look, it's it's it's, uh, it's down in Melbourne, and I think Melbourne on a bit of a roll, but. Look, it wouldn't matter too much if the Storm lost. We've won like 25,000 in a row, unlike the Warriors. <laughs> so, look, Melbourne by probably half a dozen. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, the Bulldogs Roosters there, uh, Reno. Mate, yeah, oh, that's going to be a hard one. I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll go for the upsets, eh? I'll go okay. for the Doggies over the Roosters. Okay, so that means, you, well, are you going to go mm. for the Panthers in the next game too? Yeah, why not? Something's got to bloom and happen in one of these rounds, eh? Okay. You look at the Newcastle Knights, all of a sudden the wheels have been falling off over the last few weeks. They look pretty good one part there. Hmm, true. Yes. Boy, did they what? Did they what? And, and they needed that win too um, last yep. night, didn't they? Boy, they really needed that win. Uh, I forgot to ask you. Not that I'm... I'm going for the Warriors. Uh, what about you there, uh, Ra? Oh, you've got to back to boys, Casey. I, I think, what, they're, uh, they're, in, they're in ninth position on, on the table. So, you know, just one out of the <coughs> top eight. But uh, anything can happen. As we know, the Warriors, they're, they're capable of uh, creating, uh, you know, sort of um, hysteria amongst their fans if they can secure a couple of wins within the next two weeks. Well, they or need more they than that. They can have the complete opposite effect by, you know, having uh, sort of their faithful scorning them if they don't have a successful couple of weeks, so it's either either, Keithy, but I'm going to put my money on the boys hopefully coming through with a, with a win. They have to. They can't keep going through year in, year out, especially now. They're showing that uh, fantastic uh, doco yeah. series on, on, on TV, which, which I've been watching. Keeping the faith, yeah. It's rigged with it, yeah. Uh, keeping the faith, have you been, are, are you still keeping <laughs> the faith, Ra Walker? <laughs> well, not, not as much as JT is over there in, in the land of spaghetti. I mean, that's the place to really be keeping the faith, uh, you know, with the Vatican in the background there. But, uh, look, I'll tell you, you know, if our boys can kind of, um, you know, go against all pundits and, and hopefully get uh, a few more wins, I think we'll all be sort of toasting their, their merriment like how we have been with our nipple girls. But this is the Warriors we're talking about, Keithy, and uh, to watch this space and the next minute. That documentary really has been great, uh, I think. Anyway, um, you know, it gives you a really good insight uh, as to how, I, I suppose, a um, a, a uh, professional um, franchise um, operates, ARA. Oh, it's, it's like anything. It seemed like it started off, uh, you know, higgledy-piggledy. And uh, sort of one of those touch-and-go things, um, they were keen to sort of push forward with it especially in a country as ours, which is mad and union. Um, it's, it's no easy task, but they did, they have, and they are where they are now. So, you know, you need that just to just to bring you back down to earth. Uh, you know, I'm still going to beg them at the end of the day because results speak louder than any historical 
uh, feature program because we all want them to do well, uh, not just as a nation and supporters, but for the team. You know, they they apply the hard yards every weekend, so it would be good if they can benefit from it. And it all comes down to them at the end of the day. They did start off kind of higgledy piggledy, didn't they, Reno? Uh, and then they kind of kept on going higgledy piggledy. It's still kind of higgledy piggledy even now, isn't it? Still the same, mate, 25 years later. Promised so much. Uh, got to uh, two grand finals, come up short, uh, won a premiership in the heyday when they were really good throwing the ball around, something that we'd never seen in the game of the league yeah. uh, for a little while, especially from the Warriors franchise. But, yeah, started off rough on the edges, uh, just about financially got themselves in the uh, brown stuff and uh, got through and uh, kept going. Look, they're still 25. Mm. Kind of cutting out there, Reno. Anyway, that, that whole documentary, though, Aira, it's just been, you know, very insightful. Shows you kind of like where they've come from. Um, when Daniel Anderson came in and when he coached them to the um, grand final, just how yeah. well they did, um, yes. you know? Oh, it has to you know, even to see some of those rugby uh, converts that sort of went over to the game of the league, which, uh, you know, JT would sort of uh, attest to. Um, it, it's no easy feat, and, and as I made mention, a rugby match country to sort of start the league and, and to try and sort of uh, further it. And, uh, you know, the, the, less, the less they do in terms of uh, performance, the Warriors, the harder they make the challenge for them. So, you know, it is still an ongoing mission to try and take out a title. But um, hopefully one day that will happen. And, uh, you know, if anything they take away from our nipple gills is to never give up and, and to keep putting the, you know, the foot down on the pedal because, uh, you know, your fortunes may change. Well, uh, I think in last night's episode uh, it just showed, you know, they went all the way to the grand final. Um, not to win that grand final, though. Then <clears throat> the next year they came out and they needed to bulk up and everything. <clears throat> and things kind of went wrong from... Um, from there, didn't it? I mean, um, it seemed like they had completely done the opposite. Um, that's what I read into it anyway in last night's episode. What about you, Reno? What do you what did you reckon about that? If you're still with us, yeah, yeah, no, things didn't go well after that year. Yeah, can you hear me? Yep. Keithy? Yes, nice and clear now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, <clears throat> yeah, okay, um, yeah, no, things just went backwards big time, mate. Uh, the expectations. Uh, very similar to what we've seen in the pattern over the last 24 months. Look at last year's five games on the trot, never heard of before by the Warriors at the start of the season. And look at this year, wasn't that flash and still isn't at the mm. moment. So, yeah, like uh, the word, Ra sums it up with one word, consistency is uh, the word that kind of uh, comes to mind when you think of the 25 years. And, yeah, well, it's the Warriors, mate. You love them or hate them, but... Oh, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I, I think it'll be 2019 still, Keithy. 2019, it's still on the cards there, bro. It's still on the cards. We, we can't think them out. They need to win, win, win. Uh, we, we can't have just a couple of wins. <laughs> Though no. we need we no, need like more than a couple. Earlier on, before I dropped out, um, I think about the, 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 the episode series. To have an episode series in the last 25 years in a country that's predominantly rugby union mm. mad, uh, for an NRL club uh, like the Warriors, and they haven't been performing that well over 25 years, ups and downs, a couple of grand finals, one premiership. Uh, that's a huge effort by uh, a little franchise in New Zealand, you know, and the game is struggling. I was watching the Kiwi League show the other night, and uh, 
the little kids' tigers club yes. down there in the Upper Hut. Yeah. You know, there was a good story. It had Sir Peter Leach on there, Richie Barnett, and uh, Wairangi Kopu and uh, Monty, and some of those stories and self-belief by some of the people who love the game of league, they get out there and do the hard yards, fundraise, just about bust their backsides just to keep the game going and the youth, let alone their premiership teams. So there is a bit of passion out there, obviously, for the game, and um, it's in a bit of dire straits, unfortunately. Yeah, indeed. Now, I'll tell you what would be a great documentary, I think, to watch. And I, I think JT would agree with me here, um, JT, would be a documentary on the Melbourne Storm. What do you reckon, bro? Well, it would be, it would be a documentary based on uh, a lot of success, a lot of um, innuendo, particularly regarding the, um, the salary cap stuff. But look, Melbourne has traditionally, as we all know, brought players in from you know, different phases of their career yeah. and made a, uh, made a success out of them. So, look, you know, Melbourne Storm, it's always going to be my team. So you're not going to find uh, a bad comment from me, boys, if that's what you're digging for. No, no, I'm just, um, I'm just saying. I think that would be a great documentary because hopefully it would give an insight as to how their success came about and, and possibly even why. Oh, look, from, from from year one they had the likes of Glenn Lazarus, Tawhid mm. and Nico, Marcus Fyatt. So Glenn Lazarus, an Australian champion, Tawhid and Nico, a New Zealand champion, Marcus Fyatt, a Papua New Guinean champion. Mm. Rugby league has followed no more passionately than Papua New Guinea. Yeah. So there you go. There's three three legends from each country. Right. Diversity, Rugby you're saying. Melbourne, of course, is going to be a struggle because Australian rules, Aussie rules, football, AFL, whatever you want to call it, is an absolute uh, a passion, an absolute uh, a die-hard following in Melbourne, Victoria. So for Rugby League to gain a foothold in there, it needed to, it needed to be successful straight away. Yeah. So 1990 started, 1999 they win the grand final. So mm. look, boys, in terms of uh, success... Melbourne Storm on top of it. Yeah. Hence why I'd love to watch um, a, a documentary featuring the Melbourne Storm there, uh, JT. I think that would be a, a wonderful uh, insight for, for many, not just leagueies, but for, you know, sports mad people like ourselves, eh? Absolutely, mate. Like, it's 20 years since the Melbourne Storm won their maiden premiership in 1999. Yep. I was fortunate enough to be at the game. St. George Illawarra led 14-0 at halftime. I'm thinking to myself, oh, come on, you dip. <laughs> like 12 hours to watch this. You haven't offered nothing in the attack in absolutely less than defence. But, you know, funny how things turn around. Yep. Half-time, Melbourne gets their, their fair share of possession. All of a sudden, 18, Matt Guy nails a, a penalty, uh, sorry, a conversion right in front at Melbourne. But... Look, fast forward 10 years, it's 2009, even though it was been stripped, we've been Paramount fair and square. So who knows, mate, it's 20 years since our maiden premiership yeah. 2019. Yeah. Uh, look, it be, could be time to get on board with the Melbourne Storm. I know Rena wants to. Bro, <laughs> <laughs> Walker will jump on board, bro. <laughs> um, uh, there'd, be, there'd be Ra rubbing off on me too. <laughs> Now, we haven't even, you know, we're getting close to the end of the show now, boys, but we haven't even talked about rugby there. Uh, we've got a big, huge game on um, tonight. <laughs> Fair enough, bro. Well, hey, this is, this is, this is part of the I'm show. JT can sit back in, in the beautiful uh, Italian sort of uh, scenic uh, motel house, hotel we really think of you more vino, while we talk rugby. Oh, <laughs> 
<laughs> anyway, big game happening, of course, um, tonight uh, down there in Wellington, uh, Aira. Looking forward to that game. Yeah, and this is going to be a, a great match, Casey. I mean, uh, I think um, you know this AB team, uh, they'll be back to form with a lot of uh, Reno's Canterbury Crusader players. So mm. uh, they'll be up against a, a very uh, young Springbok side that'll be out for uh, a victory tonight. And, yes. uh, you know, they've got some talented young players who could actually do it, whether or not that happens at the Caketon. Uh, there's another story, but uh, I think it's going to be a great match, and that's what we all want to see. I'm looking forward to uh, that. You know, I'm quite excited. One of the things I'm excited about is seeing how well that, how good that Herschel uh, Yantes actually is. Uh, that's the halfback for the South African team. Great debut he had uh, against Australia, of course, scoring two tries there, um, Reno. Uh, but one of the th- one of the real key matchups, well, one of the real key things that I'm looking forward to is to seeing how well. Um, the, uh, you know, well, we've got um, Richie Moonga at um, first five and um, Bowden Barrett at fullback. So I'm, I'm, I'm quite excited and interested to see how, how that's going to work out, eh, Reno? Yeah, well, I suppose it's in similarities to when you go back to uh, last year where Bodie played 10, you had Damien McKenzie at 15. So mm. uh, I look at it like that, no different in that kind of perspective. Look, Bodie's only played two tests at 15 or two or three in his whole career, being an all-black. Uh, he knows the paddock inside and out down there. Uh, he knows where to kick for the angles. He'll work out where to hit the line right. This will give the opportunity to show the brilliance of Richie from what he's played mm. at the tail end of the business season for the Crusaders to play outside uh, an unfamiliar halfback on TJ Perinara, but also with Sonny Bullen there as well, what Sonny's going to bring. So it does open up a, a, a big section of uh, how Shag has uh, got this team in the back line standing now. Uh, Sonny hasn't played much game time. How long will he last? Does he get injured? And does it all change around again? Uh, you talk about the South African dynamic halfback last week, two tries. He'll start from the bench. I see they got Fluff de Klerk back as well. The old mm. Blondie, uh, yep. a bit of experience in there. So South African have uh, come with some experience. The team was over here prior to their uh, Wallabies game. Most of the experienced players, they want to see the psyche and build out what's happening in New Zealand because we are number one in the world. We'll be the favourites at the uh, World Cup. But tonight we'll have the platform because... Tonight's game is actually the opening game of the tournament yes. uh, in Japan as well. So if we can get over them and win uh, with this kind of makeshift team that we have tonight, uh, psycho- psychologically-wise, we're kind of beating them uh, to the starting point. If the South Africans uh, beat us, because they've got belief they can do it in Wellington, they did it last year under the uh, same coaching staff of Erasmus. So if they do that, they'll go into their tournament game, uh, the opener, because that's all we're worried about. Uh, thinking, well, they can knock us over in Wellington in front of a very vocal black Storms crowd. Fans turned out yesterday. Mate, they look pretty good there. So a lot of pressure on the All Blacks tonight. There is pressure. There is pressure. But from what I understand, well, what I think is that um, Shag, he's not really fussed about this particular game. When I mean not fussed, I mean he's not fussed about who wins or loses. Um, Aira, because... Um, he, what he's trying to do right now is because he's only got this game and the next game, and then that's pretty much it to test out the players that he's got right now. So that's basically what this game is. It's about just testing these players, see if these combinations are going to work. Um, then, then he'll try it again in the next game, obviously. But you know, he, he's obviously um, going to 
try to win against the Aussies because that's the most more important um, game for him. Is that how you see things, um, Ra? Yeah, well, I think uh, in, 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 in this in this tenure now, as uh, you know, the coach of the All Blacks, I think he, he realises priorities, and you know, there's a big one is later on this year. In saying that, it's never been you know an All Black kind of uh, in their nature to throw away games leading up. So they're going to go out there, you know, and, and try and win uh, everything leading into the big World, World Cup later on this year. But I think he, he does know his priorities and. He's focusing on bringing back, uh, you know, another world title, and if this is uh, part of a stepping stone to doing that, he will, and he'll make changes, and he'll see what sort of works best. And uh, as you say, Keith, you know, there's only a few games that we have to sort of get the boys conditioned and and to get them sort of playing together as a unit, even though they have played a few seasons uh, with each other, not just in, uh, in national colours, but also in uh, club colours. So yeah, so hopefully. Um, Hopefully it's the right tactic and all will be revealed uh, before the end of the year at, at the big event. But, uh, you know, let's get these little ones under our bounties. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, it's going to be a great game, great occasion. And I know the South Africans are looking forward to it, aren't they, uh, Reno? Yeah, definitely, Keith. The uh, South Africa love playing our country. They step up the mark. You know, you put offside all that super rugby stuff. Um, they're a different team again. So they'll come and play, go hard. I'm excited for Shannon Frizzell at number six. Yes, uh, Matt Todd yes. at seven as well. So I hope they really play extremely well. They uh, kind of cement themselves mm. into that World Cup squad as well. You know, especially for Shannon. Look, he's yeah. uh, got the opportunity because Liam Squire is not there. And yeah. uh, for most of these players, they've got a strong front row. A uh, very strong, actually the tight five are yeah. our All Black tight five. So yeah, for sure. It uh, will be, uh, and TJ's playing well. Um he can turn it on down there and well so yeah it's a start this is where it all starts for leaders like cup it's one cup that old shag wants but the main one is the uh, william Wee Ballas at yeah. the end of the year so we'll see what happens he wants about on a stellar career on a high and it all starts tonight sold our crowd uh, macy rica will be singing the uh, cool. national anthem which is uh, exciting yeah looking forward to that and this is the start of the campaign uh, as we head down to defend uh, our World Cup. Another game that I'm really looking forward to, though, is the uh, Argentina-Aussie game. Hey, I mean, I tell you what, I- I'm hoping, a- and I think this is a great opportunity for Argentina to maybe um, do over the Aussies. What do you reckon, Ralph? Yeah, well, you, you could have hit the bell on the head, Keith. I mean, you know, the performance of, uh, of the Super Rugby team, their last game against the All Blacks, even though, you know, there were a lot of their, their, their top players missing um sort of has led a bit of a belief in, in the Pumas that, you know, they are giant killers and you could well be right, I think, if, if they keep to the same game plan and they go out there like how they have all season in both their club and, and, and national colours, I think they could well tip the Aussies in, in the first up match, uh, you know, and I think, uh, well, it would be great for, for rugby if they do, especially the Aussies. What do you reckon, Reno? Wallabies are win, mate. <laughs> the Wallabies are bounce back. Fair enough. Uh, look, the pressure uh, the pressure's on the Argentinians. They mm. had a great performance against the ABs at home. Uh, I guess they would be most likely favourites going into their game against the Wallabies. But this Wallabies team's hurting. They've got to turn things around. And uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Wallabies beat them. Yeah, fair I'd simple. love to see I'd love to see the Argies win it. Yeah. Knock them over. Me too. Because that will mentally stuff them yes. up going into the World Cup. It will. And their fans. They're <clears> in a lot of turmoil back in yeah. Australia. Their rugby is down in the doldrums like the Silver Ferns were, uh, you know, last time. So they're in similarities of rugby. So um, 
Oh, my heart's on the fumes to win, but this Wallabies team's got to pull something out of the bag. <laughs> Absolutely, I agree Completely agree Well, uh, gentlemen, that pretty much uh, Wraps us up here on um... <laughs> Put the boot out <laughs> Yes indeed That's it. It's our time, people It's that time when we get to release Whatever angst that we've uh, held up Over the um, over the week It's the section of the uh, uh, Of our show that we call Put the boot in I guess my put the boot in is just going to myself because, you know, after I've had just a great week, I've had just a happy week and I've got nothing to put the boot into apart from myself. So because I'm such, had such a happy week, I'm putting the boot into myself just for that. So there we go. That's my put the boot in. Yeah, I'm sort of like you, but I've, I've been put the boot into something. So, you know, I usually fall back on the government. I mean, uh, yeah, I just think, uh, I'm not too sure, um, you know, some of the decisions they make uh, regarding regarding our people around the country, um, you know, they I think uh, they may have lost the plot in, in some cause, there's, there's quite a few, um, I can't name off the top of my head, but uh, I just think they need to go back to the people and find out what we really need, so, yes, it's, it's the government, that's why I put the boot in. Put the boot in! Yeah, I suppose I don't really have one too, boys, um, because I've been basking or celebration of the mm. Silver Ferns and the achievement of the World Cup. So uh, no put the boot in for me today. It's more on the flip side, uh, celebrating the achievement, especially for Nolene Toda. The accolades for this lady needs to be recognised and how she's turned nipple around. So no put the boot in for me, boys. It's all about the uh, celebration of one Māori lady at the helm of the Silver Ferns and the whole team of the squad. So celebrate uh, what's been a long 16 years without the World Cup. Put the boot in! Yeah, boys, my put the boot in this week goes to Nepal, New Zealand. It's an absolute joke that Nolan Todu is mm. the side to win the World Cup. There's three World Cups this year, Rugby Union, Cricket and Nepal. And they've won Nepal World Cup and, and look, under extreme circumstances which are against what they were trying to achieve, but look, They've won the World Cup and they've had to fly home economy. They've only been given $25,000 each. And Nolene Todua Bart, Nolene Todua rather, is out of contract. So my put the burden this week goes to Netball New Zealand. You're a joke. Put the burden! Actually, it wasn't until I, I, um, I, I was listening to Reno, I was thinking, no, I should have put the boot into um, the CEO of um, Netball New Zealand. Because I think you're right there, JT. An absolute joke. Our girls had to go travel back. They, they went back, um, I think they travelled to LA. Um, <clears throat> from from London, they travelled to LA well, uh, in economy. I've got some netball New Zealand fans that are flying all the way from New Zealand to Liverpool to barrack for New Zealand netball, based on the fact that Nolan Todua was the coach. Let's hear it, ladies. <laughs> Yeah, actually, you know, you know, I, I think JT's real. I, I heard a story that um, the coffers are good. The only reason. Now, I, I'm not sure about this either, but I, I don't think Nolan gets a part of that twenty-five thousand. Um, does she? As far as I know, I'm not. I'm not. I think she does, Kathy. I think she will be eligible for it. I mean, it doesn't seem fair otherwise. Well, obviously it doesn't. But from what I understand. I'll need to do some more research on it, but I don't think she is, um, which is an interesting. Would you would would you would you no, know there? She, yeah, 
she she's not in line for yes. the twenty five thousand. Sky's yeah. agreement with Netball New Zealand is for the players. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what Noli will get will be a financial um, benefit through Nipple New Zealand. Right, right. Through her contract. That's if she that's can resign, yes. It through her contract. Yeah. That's, that's where that'll come in. Uh, Sky's just come on board to support all of the players. Uh, even young Thokolich, who was part of that squad and was sent back from uh, England. So uh, there is financial just for the players, but uh, Nipple New Zealand fronts up and for Debbie is. Um, the coaching staff and the management. But uh, JT is right. He's 100% right. Uh, I was going to put the boot into the CEO, and I should have. Yes, was, uh, me too. The smug face on that, the smug face yes. on that lady being interviewed. I know. Watching her. Where the hell was she? Exactly. At the celebration. She should have been over there. She was on holiday. I don't care she's on holiday. She should be over there fronting. Yeah. You got the CEO, what's his name, Steve Chu. Well, if the All Blacks are in the final, he'll be there. For sure. Yeah. I mean, it's just unbelievable. I mean, and how can you not have already gotten a signature off of Nolene Totoa Barnett? That's, and this is what I complained about on Wednesday, that the CEO should be begging on her knees to get her to sign something. She needs to sign something because that's how important she is to Netball New Zealand. That's what I think anyway. <laughs> That's my There we go. <laughs> Glad we got that out, out, eh, boys? Anyway, it certainly is a, um, wonderful. Now, JT, been great um, to, to be able to catch up with you. I know you're enjoying your day. I hope you enjoy the rest of your trip over there. And uh bit cool to going out to... Um, the support fans that you have over there too, bro. Yeah, Keith, it's it's eleven uh, quarter to twelve on Friday evening here in Rome. I've, like I said, mate, I've got a couple of beers on board, so I've been talking a bit more uh, the brown stuff than usual. But look, Lois and I head to the Venice tomorrow on a train, so we've got a couple of those there, and then on to on to uh, Prague and then Amsterdam. Not Amsterdam. Hey. Hey, look, looking forward to getting home. Nice, bro. Had a good trip hey. Look, look, JT, Torino, if you get a chance, mate, come to Ireland. Because Ireland yeah, will do. Will do. JT, get the guys to hand off with that. Uh, that's a Moore song from Dean Martin. <laughs> that's a Moore. Oh, gee, thanks for your input. Anyway, um, Ra, awesome to be able to catch up with you uh, as well, bro. Uh, look forward to catching you, um, catching up with you tomorrow. Don't forget, we've got our rugby. Special, full-time rugby yes. special. Yes, we're Keithy, and uh, of course, good luck to the All Blacks tonight, and also the Warriors, a bit of a, a double-header in terms of footy, and uh, good luck to JT. Don't think too many pizzas and uh, spaghetti and meatballs over there in Italy, but it looks like him and Lois having a fantastic time, and uh, they'll have some great stories to tell the whanau when they get back to Aussie. Reno, great to be able to catch up with you too, bro. It's always interesting having you part of our team. Uh, look forward to catching up with you tomorrow as well, eh? Oh, mate, look forward to it. Uh, yeah, it's been awesome talking and uh, talking about the netball stuff. But JT, mate, wrap it up. Wrap it up with all the ladies around you. One more hurrah for full time. How cool is that, eh? Live from Rome. Tuna FM.